And welcome to Ray Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage or Family Therapy. I am so happy you're joining me here today live. Today is a live show, January 5th, 2017. Hanukkah is over. Could you believe it? Hanukkah is over. Now we're thinking Purim. Time flies. This is crazy. Okay. We have so much to talk about today. For those of you new listeners, here's what we do. Try to guide you with skills and tools to take your marriage to the next level. That's really what this is all about. Take your, this is not like for bad marriages. We don't have bad marriages. We all have amazing marriages. And we all want to take our marriages to the next level. And sometimes when we get into like little disagreements, we want to figure out how to do it without it blowing out of proportion. I'm going to be talking and focusing on that today, actually. As far as the disagreements getting out of control, isn't it like funny that so many times get into these big arguments and it all started from something silly. So silly, but it just becomes so big. It's so silly, but it's so big. So why are we arguing about it? I don't know. We're going to talk about it soon. Okay. Um, where do we start today? Okay, I want to start with a couple of inspirational pieces. I don't know when you're listening to me this Thursday at 11.14, or <coughs> you might be listening to me Monday night. And it is freezing outside. Oh, yeah, I want to mention this. You know, I had made an announcement here several weeks ago, and we don't usually do this here in Rehim Um, because, I mean, we have a lot to talk about, and there are other chesed shows. But there was a situation where someone reached out to me. He knew someone is black, whatever, that was going to be evicted. Many, and I said to you, I said to you, I know a lot of people wanted it. I'm like, you know what, $1,836, those help. We don't don't have the, re- do you know how many resources it takes to like process credit cards? When we had the Radiothon here, Bar Hashem, it was so successful. And Hod Hashem Kitov, I know that they're going to send out the, they're working so hard over here. It's getting the exact gifts and everything. It took a while. This is the first time we were doing it. And um, DJ Yehuda, DJ, big shout out for DJ Yehuda, who's been working so hard right now. And those of you who, who made donations, you're going to see these really beautiful gifts coming out. But I will tell you like this. What I want to say to you is that, um, is that right, it takes it, a lot of resource. Unbelievable. Next year, we're gonna, we're gonna, we didn't realize how many volunteers we need just to process the credit cards. And so a couple of weeks ago, I was raising money for someone who's going to be evicted, I said to you, you know, if it's 1836, forget it. Not that they don't want your donation. It's just that we don't have people to process it. And a lot of you put your best foot forward, and it was really nice to see. It was really nice to see. I want to tell you, that guy, him, his family, whatnot, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, because we used the cloud. The cloud got together, and Baruch Hashem, we were all able to help him, and he was not evicted. And 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 actually, now Baruch Hashem, someone's working on getting him a job. He didn't have a job. It's a whole story. But to make a long story short, Chizku v'Imtu, you know, it, there's there's Mika Amchi Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Are we proud to be part of this nation? Okay. I, I, on that note, I just want to mention something very interesting. You're right. It has nothing to do with marriage, but I want to talk to you about this. This is so important. This is it's so inspiring. It happened to me. I'm like, you know, why don't I share with my audience? Baruch Hashem. Hodel Hashem Kitov. We have so many people listening. I, I want to share this with you. What I want to share with you. So I had a story that happened to me. It was very interesting. Where, you know, for whatever reason, those of you who, who live in New York, you know, driving is not normal. Forget about, you know, the traffic. Just parking. And then the car... You have car issues. It's back and forth and back and forth. And I'm, I'm, I'm holding there right now in that parasha with car issues. So take the car, down a car, my wife's car, back and forth, and, and it's just getting a ride with people. So it's like, you know, once it starts, once it, 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 once it rains, it pours. It literally pours, all these car issues. So there's a recall on our car. So I said, you know what, let me take it back. This is a very important recall. I fix it. Do the engine, the oil, this and that. So okay, gonna go to the dealer, the service dealer. You don't want to go to the dealer service people because you know they have a, they have a shame, let's call it, of people who are not honest. Okay, so I go there, you know, and guys, don't worry about it. Bring your car over. We'll drive you back home. Don't worry. We'll take care of it and we'll drive you back home. And then when it's ready, we'll come back. I'm like, I don't want to go home. It's work. Okay, whatever. We'll drive you wherever you want. I'm like, okay, sounds good. But of course, you're very wary of these people. 
So what happens is that I go there and it's like, oh, it's unbelievable. It's like you're sitting literally in, those of you who ever went like, say to Maimonides emergency room or other emergency rooms where they're just very, very busy and like all these people sitting in these chairs just waiting. That's what I was just, just waiting for. They call a service advisor to tell me about my recall. I'm like, oh, what's the big deal? Just Let's just do it. Just do it. Here it is, the paper. Let's do it. And it was a whole thing with an oil change. And you have to wait and wait until finally the guy sits down with you. And you, you feel like he's trying to sell you something, even though it's just a recall. And he's telling you, oh, he's looking for your license, uh, your registration, and how many this and that. And checking how many miles you have in the vehicle. Okay, I think we can do it. To make a long story short, I was ready to be driven back home. And then I'll figure out how to get to work or whatever it is. And I'm being driven, okay? I'm being driven, and you'd think, okay, this guy's going to drive you back. No, he doesn't drive you back. He drives you back with four other people who also needs rides. Now, who goes first? It really depends on where he is. And it just so happens to be that my stop was the last stop. So I got to sit there for, I would say, a nice 45 minutes to be driven back home. I could have just taken a car service, but okay, fine. Be driven back home by, by this dealership. We're going to unname it here on the air. We're not going to say their names, even though I'm inching to say it. And there's driving me back. And the driver is a really nice African-American fellow. And there are other people in, the co in this, let's call it SUV with me, who are being driven around. And everybody, you know, they're trying to make conversation, very light conversation. So what do you talk about? We have nothing to talk about. You talk about the weather, right? Let's talk about the weather. You know, it's like a line. Let's talk about the weather. I, I, I really experienced it. Like, just talk about the weather. And it's cold, and it's hot, and it's hot, and it's cold. It's comfortable. Okay, fine. It's better than not saying a word. And then everybody's dropped off, and it's just me and the driver. And, okay, I'm going to make small talk with him. You know, I felt bad. It's not uncomfortable. It's nice. Make Kiddush Hashem. So I'm talking to him. You know, we're talking back and forth. He was telling me about his family. He's telling me how he's raising his four-year-old daughter by himself, and somehow he got custody, and we're going through this whole thing. And then he's telling me how important he feels family life is. And he's telling me how important he feels that parenting is, that you have to invest time in your children. If you don't invest time and effort in your children, it, it definitely you know, hinders their development. And it was like, this guy was really on the ball. I felt like, wow, you know, that was very nice. It was nice. It was a nice conversation. And he was telling about, we're talking about, starting to talk about morals and values and life. And then I'm like, you know, I might as well ask him. So I say to him, let me ask you a question. I'm like, do you, do you believe in God? He says to me, yeah, absolutely. Of course I do. It just like, it was like, of course I do. And I'm like, of course you do? Yeah, of course I do. I'm like, what do you mean by of course? He's like, I live, I, I live it. I, I, I know this, you know, it's not just I believe. It's part and parcel of what I do. I, I I see God clearly. This is what He's telling me, and I'm like, wow, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. It's a nice young African American guy, and he's you know he's telling me this. I'm like, why are you saying this? So he says to me, I'm going to tell you a story. This this is a guy who drives for a dealership. He drives people who are waiting to be their cars are serviced. He's driving them back home, back and forth. This is what he does, okay, for a living. But very very nice guy. He says to me, let me tell you something. My first job, and he went to mechanical school to learn to be a construction worker. He says, my first job, my first job ever, what did I do? I couldn't find a job, so I, I was looking around, and I saw this place for people who are, who are developmentally disabled, people who are handicapped, handicapped, okay, not necessarily mentally ill, but physically disabled. And I would go in there and I would take care of these people. I, would, I was in charge of all the men in this facility and I would bathe them and I would take care of them and I would shave them. This is what he's telling me. And I would do this. And I did this for four years. And I got paid a little bit above minimum, minimum wage. My increase in my salary that they gave me over four years was approximately 16 cents. I'm like, wow, that must have been crazy. Like, yeah, but you know what? I did it anyway with a good heart. And even I could have complained, I just took care of these guys. I just did. I'm like, wow, that's very impressive. Like, yeah, why not? It's the right thing to do. I felt this is what should be done. I'm like, oh, that's really good for you. And then he says to me after four years, he was just done. He, he couldn't because he's making too little money. So he leaves and he's down and out because he's got to pay his rent and he doesn't know what to do. And he says to me, you know, I was really down and out one day. 
And I was very hungry. I was, I was a far from home. I was looking for a job, and I was pretty hungry. I wanted to eat dinner, he says to me. And I had some money in my pocket, and I see a McDonald's, he says to me. I see a McDonald's. I said, you know, let me go to McDonald's. I'll grab something to eat. And as I'm going to McDonald's, he says to me, I pass by a woman who's clearly, clearly homeless, and she says to me, can you do me a favor? Give me a couple of bucks to eat. I just need money for food. And I'm looking at her, he says to me, usually I would give her, but... You know, I only had a couple of bucks. It was either me or her. So I just ignored her and I kept on going. And then he continues after about a minute and a half, I'm walking. I'm like, you know what? This is not the right thing. At the end of the day, I'm not in charge. God's in charge. This is what he's saying to me. This African-American guy. I'm telling you a story that happened. Really? And then what? I said, you know, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give it to her. Because the truth is I can always go back home and eat at home. She doesn't have a home to eat. And goes back gives this lady whatever, you know, whatever money that he had. He's like, go enjoy. And then he takes a train back home. And he tells me, approximately 20 minutes later, on the train, I get a phone call. And I've been looking for a job for who knows how long, and I'm getting only rejections. And 20 minutes later, I get a phone call from the company that I'm working for right now, he says to me, and they ask me, this is the job that I really wanted, because I heard it was an easy job, it was a good job. They ask me if I want to work for them. He's like, he turns around to me. This guy is driving me. African-American guy. He turns around to me. He says to me, he says to me, of course I believe. He's like, it was clear. It was so clear to me. I'm like, wow, that's inspiring. And then he continues to say that he's been driving people around for this dealership for quite a while now. And again, he's driving all the people who are, their cars are serviced. And he hears people complain, and he hears how this dealership is literally ripping off these people. He's told me stories after stories. He's given me stories, but, which happened to a lot of ladies. Unfortunately, it's, you know, it's true. Many women come to dealerships, so they come to auto parts place or service repair shop, and they don't really know. They don't really, you know, I say they belong there. The husband should really go, but they have no choice. They go, or maybe they're not. Maybe they haven't got married yet, or they haven't got married yet, or divorced, whatever it is. And they go and they rip them off. And he tells me story after story. He's telling me the story yesterday where, where this woman uh, was, was, you know, went in and she needed a, a battery and they charged her $450 for a car battery. Now, those of you who know what I'm talking about, like, you hear this? $450 for a car battery? And he was just, he was so turned off by all of this. He's thinking to himself, you know, okay, I'm just doing the driving, but it's a shame what they do inside. And then they come to him one day and they say to him, you know what? We want to give you a promotion. We want to take your job and whatever you do, you drive, you're a nice guy. How about you become a service advisor for us? How about you become a service advisor for us? Meaning you will be one of these people who tries to sell service for cars for people who are coming in. And he said to me, what they really mean is I should sell them service they do not need. So if they don't need a battery or it's a little bit weak, I will sell to them and I will inflate their price. You know what he said to me? He said to me, I would be really good at that. And I know some of these guys make up to $3,000 per week. I could have done that. But I looked at them and I said, he said to me, I said, you know what? That's not the way I was read. I believe, I believe in God. It's not what God wants me to do. I said, no, I rejected it. And again, he says to me, two days later, he gets a phone call from an old friend who says to him, that he knows he's looking for a construction job because he went to school for it, and the city is looking for construction workers. They put out, the, they put out an interest in this only on a, a certain website that only certain people know. He gave them the name of the website. He went, he applied, and he was accepted. He's going to work in there for three weeks. This is what I heard from a guy who was driving me. I want to share this with you. You don't want to know why? Because, like, can you imagine? Like, you know, I'm Kadosh, B'nai Israel. You know, like, this is, this is inspiring peace. This is an inspiring piece. From where? Because Akash Baruch runs the world for everybody, not just for us, he runs the world for everybody. And here you have this, this guy, his driver, and he's telling me this Mises. And I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah, of course. He said something else to me, and I want to share this with you. Because, <clears throat> you know, I said to him, you know, maybe I'm going to have to buy a new car. He said to me, I want to tell you something about a car. My father always told me, it's so funny. Does my father always tell me, when you're buying a car, Either way, you're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to spend money on the car, but you're also going to spend money every month. And listen to, listen to what he said. He said, every month you're going to spend money. Either you're going to spend money on installments or you're going to spend money on repairs. 
If you're spending money on repairs, that means that you have an old car and it has to constantly be repaired. Maybe you can't afford a new car. It's true. It's fine. But you have to constantly be at the repair. It's wasting time, constantly repair. But if you're spending money on installments, then you have a new car. And you're not out of the mechanic, and you have a new car. And you're spending the money, you're right, but you're spending it on installments, of course, if you can afford it. For anybody who can, obviously, it's cheshman. But I'm listening to this guy, and I'm thinking, wow, wow. I got to say this to my audience, and Ray Mahoven, why? Because this is mamish marriage. This is marriage. Think about it. Marriage is the exact same way. It's every month, and you're either spending and investing on repairing your marriage, and you're constantly repairing all the mistakes you're making. Why? Because you're constantly getting into arguments and to fights and to this and to that, and you're spending all this time explaining how you didn't mean it, and she didn't mean it, and how it's your fault, and it's her fault, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Or you're spending time investing in the marriage, paying attention to your spouse, appreciating your spouse, spending quality time with your spouse. It's the same exact thing. And you know what the difference is? The difference is if you're spending time repairing your marriage, you've got an old, clunky marriage. You can always change it, but you've got an old, clunky marriage where you're constantly making repairs because it's constantly costs, it's always hats, it's always getting upset, it's always things. You know why? Because you're not investing in your marriage. You could be spending time putting in installments, like a car. It's putting in installments, and then your marriage is going to be brand spanking new, as they say. Brand new. You're going to be driving a brand new car, brand new marriage, because you're constantly investing in it. Today, I want to tell you, I do want to talk to you today about, about hats. I do. I do. It's very, very important. I'm seeing this a lot. I'm seeing so much machlokas between couples for one simple reason, and that is either spouse Either, either husband or wife do not recognize that he or she has her hats on. And they go for the bait and they triangulate themselves in the quarrel, in the impasse, and it goes on and on. And it could start with something silly, really silly, like could you open the window for me or socks on the floor or who knows what, just like a silly, silly, stupid thing. But you know what? You know what happens? It gets out of control. The fight gets out of control. And you know why it's happening? I'll tell you why it's happening. A lot of the time, if not most of the time, it's because one of the spouses has his or her hats on and either he doesn't, either the one who has his hat, first of all, the one, the spouse who's getting the beating or the spouse who, who's being, who's balanced, doesn't have their hats on, does not realize, does not recognize that and just falls for it and just entangles himself in an argument that shouldn't be. You shouldn't be talking about it right now. He or she is not ready for this fight. You shouldn't be talking about this issue. Leave it alone. Move on. Leave it alone. Why? Why? Why do you have to like shteltzu to this fight when it's, it's, just, it's so, so silly you're not going to win? He's wearing his hat. She's wearing her hat. And in addition, and I know this is a higher level thing what I'm about to say, the person who's wearing his hats or her hats doesn't recognize it. And it's, it's much more difficult for the person who's wearing their hats to recognize that they're wearing the hats than the person who's being sort of attacked or blamed or criticized, the person who's not wearing their hats, to realize that their spouse is wearing their hats. It's much, much, much easier. And, and, and you don't understand, I'm sorry I say you don't understand, you do understand, but you don't understand how the effect of mood, the emotional mood that you're in can either let some, any issue, any issue, even if it's like a, like a loaded issue, a triggered issue, but if you're in a really good mood, you're happy, you're content, but in a relationship, it's not just about happiness and contentment, it's, it's about feeling connected. This is very important for the ladies. Husbands, I hope you're listening to me right now. If your wife feels connected, she felt you spent time with her. She felt that you were there for her. She felt that you invested in the relationship. She's going to be able to let many, many issues that in the normal circumstances she wouldn't be able to, she's going to be able to let it slide because she's in a good mood. So mood is very, 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 very important. But sometimes we're not in control. Sometimes a Kaddish Bohu just challenges us. And either we didn't get sleep the night before, we haven't eaten yet, we had a lot of bills that we had to pay, we have our hats on. We'll talk about it in a second what, what it is. We have our hats on for whatever reason it is. And you know what? It gets out of control. And I'm telling you, if you were in a good mood, you would have just let it go. You hear me? 
if you were in a good mood, you would have been able to be mevater easily. You should always be mevater, but you would have been able to be mevater easily. But you know why you can't be mevater? You know why you feel it's so not fair. When I call you again and again, how come you don't pick up? To everybody else you pick up, but to me you don't pick up, huh? Because you see me on caller ID, like, hello, who do you think I am? I'm, 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 I'm your husband, I'm your wife. What do you think? You don't pick up? I know why, I know why. And you get so upset, you get so upset, but you're not getting it. You want to know why you're getting so upset? For whatever reason it is, and we spoke about pirates in the past. We spoke about pirates, right? What, whatever reason it is, it's a pet peeve, it's an insult, it's a request, it's an attention, a total expectation, whatever it is that you're upset about, whatever it is, whatever, even as silly as you forgot to cap the toothpaste or as serious as I feel like I'm being attacked right now, okay? We're going from like light to serious. But I'm telling you now, telling, I'm telling all of you now, that what? That most of the time you have your hats on and that is why you're losing control. That is why you're getting so upset. That is why you're getting so upset. You're not going to see it, Bashan Smaiyas, about yourself. It's very, very, I don't say you're not going to see it. It's going to be very, it's murder. Murder to see it in yourself. But it's not murder to see it in the other one. It's not murder to see it in the other person. So what do you do? What do you do when it happens? Because you know it has happened in your house. You know it's happened. It's happened in the past. Maybe it even happened today. And it's, it happens, it, it's going to happen. In the, okay, lo leinu. Okay, lo leinu. It shouldn't happen. But it happens. Right? You got your hats on. So what do you do? What do you do about this whole hat business? Okay. So I, I want to I say something. <sighs> so much to talk about in 26 minutes. Okay. I, I want to say like this. And Mr. Shem will have to say The first thing I want to say before I talk about hats and about moves and about emotions. And that is, I want... We all have what I, what I call a sensitivity dial. A sensitivity dial. Uh, for those of you, back to cars. For those of you who drive cars, okay? You know there's, like a, there's a certain thing. Even if you don't drive a car, there's, there's a, on the panel of the cars, there's an area that tells you if the engine is overheating or not, okay? And that thing goes from 0 to 10. Sometimes 0 to 8, whatever. But let's, let's assume it goes from 0 to 10. I want to tell you, everyone who's listening to me right now, if you're listening to me right now, wherever you are, getting ready for Shabbos, challah, you're in a car, wherever you are, I'm telling you right now, you have a sensitivity dial. I have it. We all have a certain sensitivity dial. And the way I describe this sensitivity dial is as follows. It goes from zero to ten. Zero, it goes, okay now, zero to three, think of a dial, okay? Sensitivity dial. Zero to three, are the individuals who are bichlal not sensitive. I don't care. Completely laid back, chilled, laid back. You could say whatever you want. I don't care. I know you're listening to me, you're thinking, I haven't met a lot of such people. You know, you maybe have, because these are people who are just, they don't care. Whatever you say is fine. But you know what? They lack motivation. They lack a drive. These are the people who aren't necessarily, eh, you know, when the wives will tell me, oh, they feel their husband's lazy. Yeah, we don't fight, but he just doesn't do anything. Like, I tell him he doesn't care. Completely laid back. That's not good. It's not good. Okay, fine. He's not sensitive. He doesn't care. You could tell him whatever he wants. He feels good about himself. He just laughs everything off. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Chavshi, like the Chavshi, whatever. Not good. Not good. Zero to three. Okay. That's, I would say, zero to three. Then you have, oh, sorry, sorry, zero to four, zero to four. Four to, <coughs> four to seven, I would say is normal. Okay, so remember that dial, four to seven is normal, meaning, right, when I say normal doesn't mean it's right. By the way, I want you to understand, normal doesn't mean you're good, okay? If you're, if you're like zero, zero to four, you're laid back. Okay, you're laid back. Does, doesn't mean that you're bad. That's the way Akash Baruch created you. That's the way you grow. Zero to four. You're four to seven. It's normal. I think normal is relative to everybody else. That's all it normal means. It's just relativity. Four to seven means that, you know, usually, usually you can let things slide, but once in a while it upsets you. If your husband will say to you, he'll, if he'll make fun of you, he'll say to you, you know, embarrass you, whatever, it'll upset you. But otherwise, whatever, you, you're normal. You're done. That's four to seven. Okay, fine. Then you have... Then you have 7 to 10. 7 to 10 is very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. And now I'm going to actually break it down even further for you. When I say 0 to 4 is like laid back, let's break it up like this. 0 to 3 is very laid back. 
three to four is more laid back, but you're closer to normal. It's like you're shifting to normal. It's like someone who's like, you know, he's laid back, he's chilled, he's like, whatever, but he's a little serious, okay. Four to seven is normal. Seven to eight is sensitive. You know, you say, oh, you say to your husband, you know, you're so sensitive. Well, you should never say this to your husband. <laughs> but if you say to your husband, you're so sensitive. Say to your wife, you're so sensitive. You mean to say that. You're so sensitive. Okay, not, not normal, but you're sensitive. I have to be careful with how I speak to you. Okay, you always have to be careful. But I'm, I'm talking about a, a little higher sensitivity. Eight to nine is when you're hypersensitive. You're, you're hypersensitive. So it's like, um, I'll say to you, wake up in the morning and I'll say to you, uh, you know, you'll say to your, your husband, oh, I'm such a big rush. I'm in such a big rush. I got to get out of here. And he gets so upset. I mean, you're in a rush. You didn't say hello to me. What's going on? Okay, in a rush, whatever. So everything I say, you're so hypersensitive. Everything that I'm saying, you're interpreting until like I'm attacking you. I'm not attacking you. I, I can't get two words out in edgewise, you might feel. Everything I say, you get upset. Hypersensitive. Like, I, I can't. I can't talk to you. You're so hypersensitive. What's going on? And then you have so, 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 so higher, hypersensitive. Nine to ten, that's like a mental illness, you know, um, borderline personality disorder, anxiety disorder, where it's like these people, not only are they sensitive, but when they get upset, they, they lose control, literally lose control. They can throw things. They can scream on top of their lungs. It's it just complete. I'm, I, you know, some of you are listening to this like, oh, maybe my husband is, is, is not. I'm not talking about, you know, getting upset. I'm talking about complete, you know, it, we're talking about safety issues. We're talking about borderline depression issues. We're talking about serious, serious stuff. We need medication. Now, even though there's this dial and most of us, most of us, we remain pretty stagnant. We remain pretty fixed to wherever the dial is. Okay, I will tell you there are some times where the dial shifts. And that's where you have your hats on. That's where you go, let's say, from a, you're, let's say you're from a zero to seven. You go to a seven to eight. And all of a sudden, you become a little sensitive. Or all of a sudden, you, be, you become an eight to nine. You become hypersensitive. And then, if you see your husband is like this, or if you see your wife is like this, you look at your husband, you look at your wife, and you're like, whoa, he's so sensitive. She's so sensitive. Everything I'm saying, they're so intolerant today. Like she just wants to get into a fight with me today. He just wants to like get upset at me. Everything I'm saying, everything I'm doing, like let it go. Why are you using me desadin? Let me tell you why. You know why? Because right now their dial is on higher. Right now they're on hypersensitive. And the reason they're on hypersensitive is because they have their hats on. And you, as a spouse, have to recognize that your husband or your wife has her hats on. Because if you don't, you're going to engage. And the most important thing, the most important thing is when you see your husband and your wife, is what? Has their hats on? You have to know to disengage. You have to realize to yourself that your that your. <clears throat> let's. I'm talking to the women. Let's say now. I know you're listening to this Monday night. I know I have. I think I have bigger, a, a, a bigger crowd with ladies on a Thursday, a bigger guys on Monday, because now many men are working, many women are getting ready for Shabbos. But you never know. If you see your spouse has their hats on, and we'll tell you a second what that is, what you have to do, what you have to do, very, very important, is you have to disengage. Don't tell him you have your hats on. Don't say that. You hear me? Because you've been doing this in the past. <laughs> Don't tell him you have your hats on. But you have to you must disengage. You must disengage. You must ha understand that the person is impaired. You know what the word impaired means? They're not themselves. Don't take them seriously. If you're going to take them seriously, you're going to get corn debate. It's going to be very, very dangerous. Now, what do I mean when I say hats? When I say hats, and this is a good chazara, even if you heard this before, this is a good chazara. When I say hats, I mean hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. And I added on to I made an, I, I put in another H, another T, T for triggered. If you've triggered your husband or if you've triggered your wife, you know those trigger issues. You know what they are. Something that has to do with their childhood, you're not, you're not supposed to talk to them about. They get so upset. They get so upset whenever you mention that. Well, you put their hats on. Or if your spouse is sick, they're not feeling well. You know, today, I don't know when you're listening. You might be listening to this in the summer, but today is January 5th, right? And what? And so many people are getting sick. Yeah, a lot of people are sniffling and not feeling well, headaches, 
everyone's on some sort of, you know, uh, Tylenol, Excedrin. Well, you know what happens? You, you, you put your hats on. So you have to realize that your spouse has their hats on now, okay? How do you know if your spouse is currently criticizing, acting mean to you, being short-tempered with you? Do not, do not take your hatted spouse seriously. Do not take your hatted spouse seriously. Do not engage him. Do not engage her. Move away from the subject. Move on. Move on. Don't get entangled in it. It's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And I want to I want to tell you something else. Many times you might think that your spouse has his or her hats on, and the truth is they might, but you also might have it on. Do you hear me now? <laughs> Am I being too tough with you? I'm just being very real. Many times you look at your husband or you look at your wife, and you're like, oh boy, he's so upset. She's so upset. They must have their hats on. And probably you're right, but you know what? Sometimes it's you who has their hats on. I don't mean this in a bad way. You might not realize it yourself. Very, very, very important. You want to assess if your spouse has her hats on or has his hats on? Let me tell you what you do. You ask yourself the following questions. Number one, did your spouse go through any extreme stress today? Was there any stress that your spouse went through? Now, I know when you're listening to me, you're telling me, oh, it's always stress. We always have stress. No, I'm talking about special, like something really happened today. A bill, a financial, something. Who knows? If yes, then help your spouse vent it out and you're going to see a new person. Is your husband hungry? If your husband's hungry, let him eat. Let him drink. Don't tell him, oh, you got your hats on. No, let him eat. Is your spouse tired? You just come back from a long drive? If yes, then you know what? Let him sleep. Let him sleep. Is your husband rushed? Is a lot of rush? Like, oh boy, he's being really intolerant, disgusting. Is he rushed somewhere? Let the rush be over. Is he sick? Let him wait till he gets back. Gentlemen and ladies, but I'm saying gentlemen because, you know, I see the, the men complain about this more. Your wife's in a bad mood? She's getting all emotional about something? Yeah, it's normal. She gets an emotional. She's getting emotional. Okay, she's getting emotional. She's in a down mood. She might have her hats on. Don't take her seriously. She's going to say something that doesn't make sense. She's going to attack you. She's going to criticize you. She's going to blame you. Don't take her seriously. Now, of course, this comes with a lot of strings attached because, honestly, ladies who are listening to this and men, this does not mean you can lose control. It doesn't. But I'm talking to the men right now, if that telling them that if your wives are emotional, it's normal. It's normal. It's not an excuse, but it's normal. You know, it's like it's like this. I, I explain you something. You know, you, those of you who drive cars, right? So you, you drive, right? And, and and all of a sudden, someone you know, someone drive. You have to know how to defensive drive. Someone does something they're not supposed to do. <clears throat> okay. Somebody gets out of the lane. Someone goes goes through a stop sign, right? So you get all upset. The guy got went through the stop sign. The guy's flying. The guy's whatever it is. You know what? This is life. This is normal. This is what happens. Get used to it. If you're going to drive not thinking for a second that people are going to make mistakes, that's very, very dangerous. So you have to, this is normal. It's very normal. It's very normal for women, for, for men also to get bad moods. For women to be emotional, yeah, this is very normal. Very normal. You're going you, you, you're you're to make a whole issue out of it. It doesn't give it just doesn't give a green light for women to get emotional and to attack and, and, and criticize their husbands. I, I don't want this to be inferred. I'm talking to the person right now who has to deal with it, who has to deal with the heat, with the intolerance, with the midasadin, with all upsetness. Okay, give it time. Give it time. It'll pass. It will pass. And you know something? It's hard. And I'll tell you why it's hard. I'm talking to the ladies now, I'll tell you why it's hard. Because you know, you haven't spent time with your husband. You're not connecting to him. He's so busy with whatever he's doing, because everybody's so busy today, and now he's coming in like a bear. So it's, it's very nakashmak. It's very nakashmak. He's so busy. He's got all these things to do. You don't feel connected. You don't feel like your battery is charged. And now he, he's allowed to have his hats on. It's not a matter of he's allowed to have his hats on. He has his hats on. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu decreed it. So he's allowed. It's not a matter of allowed. It is what it is. So if you help him get his hats off, You'll have a husband, then you'll have a husband. Instead of engaging him in whatever stupidity that he brings up and blaming and criticizing and stuff. And you know what? And I'll tell you something. I, I give you a suggestion now. I'm going to give you a suggestion, ladies. Don't get upset at me. You know I just want the best in your houses. So don't get upset with what I'm about to tell you. But ladies, you know, I'm going to give you a suggestion. If your husband like brings something up and he you see is coming in like a bear and how come I don't understand how come the heat is on 75? You know how much money we're being wasted? I don't understand. Who did this? Instead of like, 
you know, saying to him, by the way, it was you who did it. You don't even realize it. Or whatever it is. You know what? Just tell your husband you're right. Tell him you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm trying. But he's not right. What do you mean he's right? He's not right. He's disgusting. He's acting like an animal. So ladies, you know what? I'm going to tell you why you should do this. Either do it for Kaddish Baruch Hu, because this is what Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to do. Or do it for your husband because your husband's not there right now. He's in a different world. He's hungry. He's impaired. The sensitivity dial now is on nine. He can't think straight. Or do it for yourself because let him feel that he's right. Tell him, yes, he's right. You're right. You're right. But you're making fun. I'm not making fun of you. I'm telling you, you're right. Fine. Fine. Move on. You're right. You're right. Move on. I'm sorry. Move on. Let it go. Let it go. Then you'll have your back, your normal husband. Because your husband doesn't always act this way. You know that. Even if you're going to tell me that, oh, you don't know my husband. That. No, you, I, 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 know, I know your husband. <laughs> How do I know? Because I work with people. And I'm telling you right now, he's not always like that. He's not always like, he has his hats on. Okay, so take it off. It's over. I'm not taking you seriously right now. Even though it's very hard because you want your husband to be happy. You feel he's never happy. You feel he's all forbittered. You feel all this stuff. But what I'm telling you right now is let it pass. Let it go. Let it go. Help him take his hats off. Okay. Let's move on now. Let's move on. Let's move on. So what are we saying? We're saying hungry, angry, tired, stressed. Ask yourself all these questions. But then you have to also ask yourself, and do I have my hats on? This is very, very important. Many times you're going to see yourself entangled in a, in, a, in a disagreement. It happens. I know. I know it shouldn't happen. And we should take all the preventive measures. And 100%, if we invest in our relationships, a lot of it is not, most of it is not going to happen. The cup's going to be full. But when it does happen, for whatever reason it is, no one's to blame right now, okay? We don't blame. Not a blame game. This is very important. We don't blame each other. But when it happens and you're in a disagreement and it's getting heated, you have to think to yourself, not just does your, does your husband have his hats on or does your wife have her hats on. I think about yourself. Do you have your hats on? This is a very tough question. And this is a very high madrega, but I'm talking to a lot of people who have heard a lot of my shows know a lot of the skills and tools already, and a lot of you who sent me feedback that you're utilizing it, and Baruch Hashem, it's helping your marriage. Baruch Hashem. I'm happy I could be a good shliach. Baruch Hashem. But I'm telling you right now, now it's time to think about ourselves. Do you have your hats on? Do you have your hats on? Are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you tired? Are you stressed? Are you sick? Is something going on with you? And you, you have to think this to yourself. I'm telling you something very, very high level because not everybody listens to my shows and your wife might not hear my show, my, your husband might not hear my show. And, and even if they do hear the show, you know, integrating it is a whole different parsha. Let me tell you. First of all, first of all, if you don't feel like you're, like you're in a high level madrega then you can't handle this, then you can just shut me off right now. I, I don't care. I'm telling you right now that what I'm about to say is so powerful, is so powerful in your marriage. If you can do this, you do not know how many disagreements, how much machlokas you can prevent in your house. And that is recognize that you have your hats on yourself. Recognize that you have it. And you know what you do? You question yourself. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I tired? Am I stressed? Am I sick? And even though you're going to think, no, I'm not. She's just, she's, my wife is just being an idiot. Or uh, my husband's just being you know, annoying again. Think to yourself, how about you? Are you upset now about something else? Is something else going on? And if you are, then I'm asking you, please, just verbalize that to your wife. Drop her a hint. Tell her, by the way, I haven't gotten sleep last night. Or by the way, I'm, I've been feeling horrible the whole day. Or by the way, I, I, I'm, today was a really hard day financially for me, you could say. Let her know. Let her know. Give her the heads up. She has no idea. She might know. But she might not have any idea what happened to you today. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. Let your husbands know. Tell them. Tell them. By the way, I want to tell you, I, I, was, I, was, you know, I was waiting outside for the kids by the bus for, for 20 minutes. The bus didn't come. It was freezing outside. I, I'm just not feeling well right now. Let him know so he'll know why you're so upset. It's nothing to do with him. It's nothing to do with her. Let your spouse know. Tell them. Drop, drop it. Just tell them that so they'll know. They have their hats on. They'll know not to disengage. They'll know they're not going to get involved. That's number one. Let them know. Number two, step number two. Very, very important. Control yourself. I know this sounds very, very, like, you know, very strong, but it's important. Control yourselves. You're a voter right now. Your job right now is not to talk, not to say, because you're so upset at your spouse. You're upset at your spouse. You told, you told her a million times. You said to her, when you come home, you asked her that it's very, very, very important 
that that what that that you don't have to wait a half an hour for dinner. If it's gonna take a long time for dinner, just you said to your wife, just call me. I'll eat something. I'll, I'll stop something. I'll eat something outside, and then I'll come in. But I'm expecting dinner. You tell me dinner's. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And you tell her over and over and over again. Or she's serving you dinner, and you ask her a million times. You know, when she serves you dinner, to, to you know to uh, I don't know to make sure that uh, that there's hot water in the chinik. You asked her a million times. And, and now you come home, and you're very, you're very cold. You figure you come home, you're going to have a hot tea. And you'll go to the chinik, you go to the hot water urn, and then it was all used up. Now, mind you, it was all used up because your wife was sick, your kids are sick, they needed tea also, and now there's no hot water. So you're getting all upset about it. How many times did I tell you? How many times did I tell you? Get all upset. It's not fair. It's, it's true. It's true. It, it is true. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something. If you're using me as a din, it's true. And if you're going to use me as a din in your house, then you know what? You, 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 you've, 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 <laughs> like, what am I say? What am I tell you? You should stay single. I mean, I don't want to say that. But me as a din cannot be used in, in marriage. It can't. It can't. Hashem doesn't use it with us. We can't use me as a din. And most of the time, you don't use me as a din. Most of the time, you use, you do use me as a rachamin. But now you're not. But it's true. I told her a million times. I'm very upset at her. It's not fair. It's really not fair. Chill out. Calm down. Realize to yourself you have your hats on. Realize to yourself that you have your hats on. And that's very, very important for you to know. And what's more important for you to know is to control yourself. Don't say it. Just don't say it. Now, ladies, if you see that your husband has his hats on, and he's upset about something, but he's controlling himself, don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Don't say to him, what's bothering you? I see you're upset. Is something bothering you? Gentlemen, this is very true for you too. If you see that your wife is upset about something, and she's I see you're upset. What's by? I see you're upset. Why, why are you upset? Don't go there. Don't go there. She has her hats on. Let her just take it off. Let, let, she's, she's tired. She's hungry. She had a hard day. Let her relax a little bit. Don't go there. She's upset. She'll calm down later on. She's controlling herself. He's controlling himself. Don't, don't push the issue. Don't open up Pandora's box. You know what I mean? Machleikasin could come from this. He's controlling himself. Let him control himself. Fine. Wonderful. Let him control himself. But that's Aravoda. If we have our hats on, and you're going to have your hats on, unless you're like one to three, you're going to have your hats on. It's going to happen. And the dial's going to turn from four or five to nine. It'll get to nine. It's going to turn to nine. And you're going to be so hypersensitive. And you know what? Realize to yourself, okay, I got my hats on right now. Okay, 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 okay. So that's what I'm saying. Number two, just don't say anything. Don't say. Don't say. Now, I, I, this is a very, very important, because actually I met someone the other night talking about this. An old friend of mine. And he said to me something very important, which I said in the past, and, and he, he was married to me, and it's true. I have to ha- give him credit. Thank you. You know, a pr- even a pressure cooker has a little spout on top. If you know the pressure cookers, they have a little, little spout on top. It's sort of like a thing. Spout on top. It's sort of like wiggles a little bit. So what is that? You have to release some of the pressure. So I'm not saying if you have your hats, you've you got to release. In your mind, think to yourself, I'm going to take care of this later. I'm going to take care of this later. Because you're, you're not going to be able to say to yourself, oh, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Because many of you, I shouldn't say many of you, some of you, chas v'shalom, are passive aggressive. Meaning you don't say, you don't say, you don't say, you don't say. And like a pressure cooker, boom, it explodes and it becomes a whole machlokas. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. Get yourself a little spout. And in your mind, that spout is saying to yourself, I'm going to take care of this later. You can really take care of this later. You don't have to take care of it right now and speak to her about the hot water in the chinik. You don't have to speak to her about the fact that the temperature is so high and the money is being wasted or the money, or the temperature is too low and you always tell her to push it up for her own good. Whatever it is, you don't have to push it. So that's number two. Number three. Next, next is you got to take your hats off. You must take your hats off. Eat. Sleep. Take your hats off. Take your hats off. And you know what? It's not going to happen overnight. I suggest calm yourself down. Go to the next room. You want, you, you want to make, you know, oh, okay, Rabbi Greenfield, I heard this before. It helps. It helps. It's proven. You want me to show it to you? Empirical evidence, statistics. What, what do you want me to show you? You want me to show you the paper that was written in, 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 in many journals about this? And that is what? That is deep breathing with meditation. That is go to the other room. Go to the other room and calm yourself down. If it means take a walk, take a walk. I, I just have to walk now. It's okay. And if your wife, ladies, listen, your husband says, I got I, I, 
I, I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with this right now. If you feel that your wife is jumping on you, meaning she has this issue that she's just pouncing and she's blaming you and criticizing you and just like, she's so upset at you about the fact that you didn't leave her money this morning. Okay, and she's right. But you know what? It's not a time for it. And how you just came home. <laughs> this is not the time to talk about this. You don't say that there's not time to talk to me about it. I don't talk about Don't get into a fight. Say, you know, I, I, I really can't deal with this right now. Let's talk about this later. This is what you say to your wife or this is what you say to your husband when he starts pouncing on you with some sort of attack or criticism. Which, mind you, he, he just doesn't understand the whole context of the story, but we're not going to go there. You know what? Let me tell you something. You say to your husband, this is really not a good time for it. Let's talk about it at 7 o'clock. Don't say a uh, vague, it's not a good time about it. Uh, never, it's never a good time for it. Let's talk about it at 7 o'clock. If 7 o'clock you can't handle it, say to him, I know I said 7 o'clock, but if it's okay, we can push it off right now, whatever. And he, he, you know, for all you know, he'll be Mavatar by then. <laughs> for all you know, he'll be Mavatar by then. But what I'm saying to you right now is what what I'm saying to you right now is that it's not a time. So it's not a time for it. It's not a time for it. Push it off till later. Gentlemen, if you're already in, entangled in the argument, you're going to find yourself like, ah, okay, very nice, Reverend Greenfield. But you know, you and I know when push comes to shove and the impasse happens, a lot of what I'm telling you right now goes out the window because you don't remember it. It's subconscious. But you find yourself like in the middle of disagreement. So just don't say anything. Just, just don't say anything. Control yourself. There's a big school. I heard someone actually emailed this to me. If you want a skula to control yourself and not to say anything when you have your hats on, during davening, talking to the men, uh, really, during davening, don't talk during davening. If you control yourself during davening, you control, it's a big school. You control yourself. Other times you shouldn't be saying things. It's a very big skula. I've actually, I, 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 I've seen this work with some people. So what I'm saying to you right now is that, and the next thing is, if you got your hats on, oh, that's what I'm saying. Go to the other room. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. When I say deep breaths, here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a series of five deep breaths. Put your hand on your stomach. This is not, you know, oh, very funny. It works because all this upsetness, you know what's really going on? It's just different chemicals in your brain shooting all over the place. Your heart beats up. Your blood pressure is up. Of course you're going to be upset at your wife because you're, 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 in, you're in turbo charge right now. The dial is at nine. You're going nuts. You're crazy. You're crazy. Your mom is acting crazy. So you know what? You got to calm yourself down. Take five deep breaths. Hold your stomach. Take five deep breaths. Close your eyes while you're doing this and say to yourself, I'm just calming down. I'm just going to calm down. And you're going to see you're going to calm down. And then eat or drink. Calm yourself down. Take a walk. You have other ways which calms you down. Listen to music. That can help. Play music. That can help exercise that can help do anything to calm yourself down this is very high level things i'm talking to you right now not everybody can necessarily do this but you know what it could completely completely turn turn everything around it could it could turn around a night that was going to be full of fighting and arguing and mind you the children being exposed to this which definitely 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 should never happen and affecting them and turning it to someone who's just calming down Coming down. So I'm not. Just, I'm not. Rabbi Greenfield is not just saying be mevater. I'm giving you tools. I'm telling you what to do. And then I want to give you another tool. And this tool is the truth. And I discussed it with someone yesterday, whether I should mention it or not. And there's one person who always comes to me and says to me, "You should really mention this." And it's true. And another person says, "I really shouldn't, but I'm going to mention it anyways because I think it's really important and it's the truth." And that is, think to yourself, why did this happen? Why is there no water in the Chinook? Why is there no hot water in the Chinook? Why is the temperature so high? Why are the socks on the floor? Why didn't he leave you money? At the end of the day, you know what? It's Hashem. It's Hashem. Because for whatever reason it is, as unfair as you feel that it is, maybe your husband's the shliach or whatever it is, but you know what? It's coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And Hashem is sending you a message. Whatever it is, we don't always know what it is. There could be a million reasons. And Hashem is the biggest Rachman. Hashem has the most Rachmanis on us. And Hashem is doing this to you. And you don't have the hot tea. You don't have the hot water. Maybe it's a test. Maybe it's an Esauanian for you to see if you can control yourself. But you know what? It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because a Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world. And even as I'm saying this, I'm scared to tell you this because I'm like, okay, this is not necessarily going to work. But you know what? For some of you it is. For some of you it is. Because some of you are holding there. I know, I know someone personally. 
It completely works for him. Completely. He doesn't need anything else. Completely works for him. Just to say it's from Kaddish Baruch That's the MS. That's the MS. You know what? You're not holding there? No problem. What I'm saying to you is, number one, realize. Tell your wife. Tell your husband. I have my hats on. Tell them. I just want to let you know. I'm really tired. I just want to tell you. I'm really just, just tell them. That's number one. I'm just doing a little chazar here with you. That's number one. Number two. Number two, I'm telling you, is to control yourself. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. You, you want to blame your wife. You want to blame your husband. Just don't say anything. Save it for later. If you have a pre- you're like a pressure cooker, in your mind, save it for later. If your wife's attacking you and asking you, you can't deal with it, say, save it for later. This could be dealt with later. Take off your hat. If you still not calm, relax yourself. Not just relax yourself. Like people say, relax yourself. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you exactly what to do. You go into another room and you stand in a private place, wherever it is, and you take deep breaths, listen to me, deep breaths while holding, it sounds strange, but it works, who cares? Holding your stomach, closing your eyes, and just breathing deeply and saying, I gotta calm down, I gotta calm down. It's all from HaKadosh Baruch I have to calm down. Just say that to yourself and come back. And if that doesn't work, then listen to music. If that doesn't work, then run around the block. If it's too cold, go downstairs and do jumping jacks. If that doesn't work, read a book. You know what relaxes you from all these things that I just mentioned. Maybe something else. Maybe you need to take a hot shower. I don't know what it is. You know what relaxes you, but it's not really the time for it. Well, is it the time for fighting? Is that what it is? Time for fighting? We're going to fight now. Great. Let's fight. Let's make a whole argument right now in front of the kids also. No. No. We have to control ourselves. We have to realize that we have our hats on. And for the spouse who sees the hats on to say, my husband just has his hats on, my, my wife just has her hats on, and I am not going to get entangled in this machloket. Not to say that, but to think that to yourself. And it's okay, because we don't spend time with each other, but he's going to relax, and it'll all work out as a shem. Thank you so much for listening. Questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Thank you always for the feedback. I can't always get back to all of you right away. Hopefully I get back to you eventually. For those of you I might miss, I do apologize. Thank you. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Have an amazing, amazing, inspiring, and connecting week.